aboard and welcome to the Homeschool Express, a daily podcast where we deliver a trainload of fun facts and bright ideas that every student deserves to know. I'm Carly Freeman, and I'm here with my dad, Dr. Chriswell Freeman. And today, our train makes a stop in Arizona at a nice little town called Sun City. So, why do we pick Sun City? Because today, we're going to talk about the sun. That's right, Carly. Today we're going to talk about the star of our solar system, that great big ball of gas that shines brightly overhead in Sun City, Arizona, in Sunnydale, California, in Sunnyside, Florida, and every place else for that matter. And it's important to remember that the sun is indeed a star. Of course, you can see lots of other stars at night. Just look up and there they are twinkling overhead. The sun is similar to those, only a lot closer. So the very same sun that lights up the daytime sky is actually a star, like those other tiny dots that sparkle in the evening sky. The sun is a fairly typical star that sits at the center of our solar system. So what exactly is it made of? It's made mostly of hydrogen, about 70%, and helium, about 28%. And it's so big that all the planets are held in their orbits by the sun's gravity. Gravity is the force that makes smaller things fall towards bigger things, like an apple, which is small, falling to the Earth, which is much, much bigger, or more massive, than the apple. Gravity is what holds you on the ground, and it's the same force that holds the planets in place as they circle around the sun. Human beings have always had a basic understanding of gravity because it's a force that's impossible to ignore. If you drop something, it falls. If you throw something, it flies through the air for a while, and then it falls back to the ground. So we've always known that there's something at work that causes things to drop down instead of up. But the first person to publish a full-blown theory of gravity was an English mathematician named Isaac Newton. Legend has it that Newton discovered the force while sitting under an apple tree, watching an apple fall to the ground. Using his math skills, Newton figured out how gravity worked, and he did the math required to predict how apples fall and how planets circle around the sun. Speaking of the sun, here's something that everybody needs to know. You've probably heard this before, but it's definitely worth saying again. Don't ever, 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 ever look directly at the sun. It's a really beautiful star, but it's dangerous because it can damage your eyes really badly if you look too closely. So feel free to look as long as you want at all those nighttime stars, but don't ever look directly at our daytime star, the sun. And now, it's time for five fun facts about the sun. Fact number one. The sun is about 865,000 miles wide. That's about 110 times wider than the Earth. If the Earth were the size of a tennis ball, the sun would be a huge ball 24 feet across. And it would be half a mile away. Fact number two, the sun is about 93 million miles from Earth. If you could drive a car to the sun at 60 miles an hour, it would take about 177 years to get there. Fact number three, light travels fast. 
very fast. So, light from the sun takes about eight minutes to reach Earth. That means that the sunlight you see out your window left the sun about eight minutes ago, traveled through space at about 186,000 miles per second, and it arrived just in time to light up your little corner of planet Earth. Fact number four. The sun is a star very similar to the other stars you see at night. But the sun is much, much brighter because it is much, much closer. If you shined a light to the next nearest star, it would take over four years for that beam of light to arrive there. Fact number five. The Earth's average speed as it circles around the sun is 66,616 miles per hour. That's a lot of sixes. And it takes a year for the sun to make a complete orbit. Speaking of the word orbit, that reminds me it's time for Dr. Criswell's Daily Dictionary, where dad defines a vocabulary word. And today, that word is orbit. An orbit is the curved path that an object takes as it goes around a star, a planet, a moon, or any other large body in space. And like so many other words, orbit can be used either as a noun or a verb. To use the word orbit as a verb, you might say, the Earth orbits the sun. In that case, you'd be using the word orbit as a verb, not a noun. And let's close today's trip with a quote from the man who explained how orbits work. That man, of course, was Isaac Newton. He said, and I quote, if I have seen further than others, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. And if you're a homeschooler, you're able to see further and learn many new things because of the hard work, dedication, and love of your homeschool teacher. So while I don't suggest that you stand on your teacher's shoulders, I do suggest that you give them a pat on the back. And be sure to check out homeschoolexpress.org, where you'll always find bonus content for all of our daily podcasts, plus a link to a free ebook version of The Mystery of the Disappearing Dogs. It's a book my dad and I wrote, and it's the first in a series about a girl detective, her brainy big brother, and their family who travel together homeschooling in their own private train car, finding adventures along the way. So check it out, and don't forget to have a great homeschool day. See you next time on the Homeschool Express.